Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And my mic's not on. Thank you, Mark, for turning the mics on. You waved to me to start the show. It's On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is across from me. He's not strikingly handsome today. What? He's <laughs> hey, all right. I'm here. I know I could wake you up if I said that. Welcome on board, folks. We're glad to have you here. Brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Find out more about them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. Give us a call today at 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Now, you can join our text network. We won't send you more than half a dozen texts every month because if we send more, we have to pay for them. Joe, Is that I what you usually say? Yes. <laughs> Joe, I salute you. Fabulous. I hope you have a wonderful day. This is National Grumpy Old Fat Balding White Guy Day. I sent you the note on that. <laughs> Thank you. And I've already been insulted by one of the members of the 94KX Morning Crew. <laughs> what is National Grumpy Old Fat? Now, you're not fat, so let's get that Well, out I'm a little way. overweight, well, I guess. Less so than me. All right. <laughs> and uh, I'm, Let's say I'm heavier than I'd like to be. Well, who isn't? National Grumpy Old Fat Balding White Guy Day. <laughs> what does all this mean? Well, it means I'm going going to have cake tonight. Oh, I see. Okay. In order to solve the fat <laughs> To celebrate issue. it, yes. Okay, so at least you'll feel good for a few minutes today. But you're so content and happy in your retirement. Doesn't that count for something? Who says I'm content and happy? <laughs> I just assumed. No, I am. Thank you, have, you. You have a good routine? I do. I have a routine. And my wife says I'm inflexible, but I have a routine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not I'm inflexible, but I have an it's I have a routine. <laughs> exclamation point. My wife says I'm inflexible. Exclamation yes, exclamation point. point. All right. So where did you find out about National Grumpy Old Fat Balding White Guy Day? Actually, it was a meme that I saw one of my friends on Facebook post, and I couldn't resist sending it on to you, hoping to gather the respect I my years of being <laughs> old, fat, and bald have gained me. Can, can enjoy. Okay. Well, yeah. super. All right. Well, congratulations. Uh, this stays for you, even though you're not that fat. <laughs> and you're not really balding. I've already gone bald. Uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, you are a white guy. That much you That's own. true. And I am older. That. You owe that. Well, yeah, it's old. It was 76? Yes. Okay. So, well, that's not too bad. 76 is the new 50-something, so. 76 is the new 56. Is it? I'm, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't <laughs> disagree with that. And Laura next star, store called me an old guy. Oh, come on now, Laura. I th- think she apologized. I said so. she was a nice lady, you know, and here she is calling me names. She apologized. No, she's so. a good person. I'm only kidding. She's just using hyperbole. Right. 
All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. Her dog likes me. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> the less they know you, the more they like you. That's right. Yeah, that, wait, that doesn't mean anything. All right. So welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, we had the Democrats outline a, a very convincing and cogent argument for <laughs> impeachment yesterday. <laughs> outlining using video the, the quid pro quo that obviously did exist, even though the president never said the precise words, but it's obviously he is guilty of the quid pro quo. Whether or not that's impeachable Surely is another topic. Oh, no, I thought they, they fabulous. I thought, what a case. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I've well, ever I was going to say, what a crock. Well, I, I don't think I've ever heard the case laid out point by point so clearly as to what exactly did. Tied all the witnesses together, tied all the uh, How spying much did you watch? on the ambassador. Five minutes or so. That's what I thought. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I watched on and off all day and listened on and off all day. So, But um, I, I, I thought they, they have a good case. I, I still didn't see anything there that says this misuse of government is impeachable. I didn't gather that. It's obvious if you look at the different layers of people who were working for him, Giuliani and Sondland and the rest of them, it's obvious that he did want the, the you know, in exchange for a visit to the White House and in exchange for releasing the aid to the Ukraine, he wanted him to at least announce that there was an investigation into Joe Biden. So that much is painfully clear so how now. How about all the, you know, the White House visit is ridiculous because every president has control over who gets to spend a night in the White House. Barack Obama, they used to say donated it to big contributors. I don't right. see anything wrong with that. You know, what what oh, yeah, way? that's not impeachable. No, but and I don't think uh, denying Zelensky a visit to the White House is impeachable either. You know, he has it. Per well, president has every right. Democratic I don't argument. have to invite you to my home. Well, if you listen to the Democratic argument, either the president or others had already picked Biden out as the likely runner, even though at that stage he hadn't even announced his campaign. But they had picked him out as a likely uh, a nominee. And so they were starting the process of uh, getting the things that they needed to they be able to, you know, defeat him uh, when the time came. Now, as fate would have it, Biden is probably still in the lead, but this that not a shoe in anymore. You know, Liz Warden and Mr. Buttigieg, whose first name escapes me, and Pete. Uh, thank you. <laughs> How about and, the old guy? Bernie remember Sanders. his name? You remember yeah. his name? Okay. Yeah, Bernie Sanders and the rest of them. The yeah. old mean guy. Who Hillary says nobody <laughs> likes him. But anyway, okay, so all the way back around to this, I do understand what they're saying, and I get it that, you know, there definitely was a quid pro quo. That much is obvious. But giving out a, a night in the White House or giving out a uh, An invitation know, to the Oval Office. Releasing some aid that's coming your way anyway uh, in exchange for the simple announcement of an investigation. Is that impeachable? It's definitely wrong. I, I see that. I agree with that. I mean, there's so many things this president does that I think are wrong. Well, there was a, And this a, is just one of them. A great uh, an analysis I really like this morning on CNN's website. It's called, Are Republicans' mind, Minds Being Changed? And this is from CNN. It says, Scott Jennings is a former aide to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and he laid out a very smart survey of what's going on on the GOP in the Senate chamber in an appearance on CNN. 
his point, which the writer of this story thought was so important, he typed it up in full below, is that Republicans might be uncomfortable with what Trump did, but they're not likely to throw him out of office for it. And Democrats, he said, aren't helping their cause by insulting Republicans. Here's the whole thing. Some agree Trump exercised galactically bad judgment. He says, I think there are Republicans in that room who have varying degrees of discomfort with what happened. I think some don't think it was a big deal. Some are probably moderately alarmed. And some th- someone thinks it was a glacially bad judgment. And I think more may be thinking that. But there are only two choices, acquit or remove him from office. But in this process, there are just those two choices, acquit the president or throw him out. And I think where Republicans are coming up short, are we really going to throw a president out of office for the first time in American history over this? On the other side of the ledger, by the way, and I'll tell you what I'm hearing out of Republicans down there, Chuck Schumer keeping the Senate in all night after complaining about Midnight Mitch didn't go over well with the Republicans. Number two, Nadler accusing him of engaging in a cover-up definitely rankled Republicans. And number three, Schiff today also said we have to throw the president out because he's going to steal the next election. That effectively is what he said, which Republicans do not believe. Proving Jennings' point, Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski, a moderate voice in the GOP, was bristling Wednesday at Nadler's accusation of a cover-up. I took it as very offensive, she told Alaska Public Media. As one who was listening attentively and working hard to get a fair process, I was offended. Hmm. I think that's a good point. I mean, the Democrats are up there saying, you, the Senate, if you don't do what we want you to do, you're engaged in a cover-up. You're part of the problem. How is that productive? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm on the jury and I'm a defense attorney and I'm up there saying, you people on the jury are stupid and probably crooked, and I hope you vote to acquit my client, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you jurors are stupid. Okay. Well, I, I think it's just more of the same since it is just political. You know, I'm going to stipulate for a moment that this uh, the, the crime that the president did commit isn't impeachable. Let's just stipulate that outright for the moment. For the sake of argument. Then all the rest of this is just a political farce, and, and the Senate's involved in a cover-up. The House it was involved in a cover-up. Everybody's getting involved in making sure that all, all of the evidence doesn't and get through, you know, like we talked about the Democrats wouldn't go to court yesterday because the subpoena, you know, subpoenaed people wouldn't appear, but they weren't going to fight it because the last thing they'd want is for the emperor to be shown with no clothes. Well, they even backed down on one subpoena that they were going to fight. So all of this is just a political farce. I was right before it even began on Monday morning when I said this is just a colossal waste of time. Honestly, there must be some actual governing that, that we can get to in Washington. And this president has committed so many offenses and so many abuses and is just so crazy as a president. I certainly hope we do not reelect him. Well, that but will that's depend, our opportunity. That will depend on whom the Democrats nominate. No, I th- I think it's just we should the whole country should just vote for anybody but Trump. Well, I don't think that will work because I see some of the Democrats as being just as potentially disruptive and disheartening as he is to many of us on the Republican side. You don't think Trump's going to go down in history as the worst president? That would be almost undoable. No, I don't. I think he's going to go down as a bad president for his personal behavior. I think he will go down as a good, strong president in terms of defending our country against Policies foreign interests and, so. and policy. Yeah. yeah but imagine if his mouth was sewn shut, what a good president he would be to you. I mean, I would still disagree with a lot of the policies, but if he just never remarked on anything... 
Well, if you could cut off his Twitter account and some of his bad judgment. Cut off his Twitter account. <laughs> That's funny. I'd like to cut off his Twitter yeah, account. Yeah, I remember it got uh, frozen one time by Twitter. He, he about went apoplectic about that. And well, and it was they, a cover they backed up. off in a hurry, too. Well, they fixed it, I guess. Right. There's some dilemma. One of our, we have two emails from our usual uh, liberals who start off the program. Why don't we but we've got to take a break. Right. Yeah, two, two good emails and one uh, text comment. So we'll get to those momentarily. And that leaves all four lines open. You sort of got a pre how we're going to start the show, talking about the impeachment. I think the Democrats laid out extremely firm, cogent evidence that it's obvious that the president was involved in a quid pro quo. This is the, the greatest empirical list of all of the data, but even that, I question whether it's impeachable. Maybe you have an opinion that it definitely is. If so, let us know. 1-800-795-9565. If you're ready to acquit without any more of this political sham waste of uh, time uh, process, uh, give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. Or if you'd just like me to shut up and hit the commercial call, 1-800. I'd like that. I figured. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. Oh, this, this, uh, this day says you're grumpy. Are you really grumpy, or you're just a curmudgeon? Keep going, and you'll find out. Grump? Oh, jeez, here we go. <laughs> when it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan, Mark Lawrence, the under-resourced Mark Lawrence. Uh, yeah, I am uh, <laughs> one step behind on everything I've done all day long. Today. Day late and a dollar short, right, buddy? Fortunately, Rob keeps up with me, so that uh, kind of helps us here. All right. Well, uh, two of our emailers have sounded off. Uh, both of them are our liberal friends. Uh, one calls from time to time. One doesn't ever call, just sends us emails. But we'll start with Tom. He says, as usual, Dan's call was very usual. Was it Dan or was it Memorex? That's a reference to an old commercial back when cassette tapes were around. Tom, you're dating oh, yeah, yourself. In the, in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, host, co-host, and callers were, as usual, very confused and hypocritical. The straw man made multiple... That's multi us. That's right. I gather, gathered that. The straw man made multiple appearances on the air yesterday. The tin man was aimlessly wandering on Blue Hill Road. Trump is innocent till proven guilty seem to be the theme of the show. Somehow this doesn't apply to the Bidens. I'll remind Joe that it is not up to the Bidens to prove they are innocent. It's up to the accusers to prove their guilt. Nobody has proven a thing. Zero evidence. Geez, that sounds familiar. Where did I hear that? Joe said for the 1,000th time, who said the charges were debunked? What proof do they have? Where did they get their proof? 
Have you ever listened to yourself, Joe? It's confusing. On Ronald Reagan, who was always talked about as the greatest, he tripled the national debt from $900 billion to $2.8 trillion, raised other taxes, and stole from Social Security to bail himself out, destroyed unions, and is responsible for much of our fiscal problems today. I could go on and on. Dan is right. Trump is Reagan on steroids. Trump is leading us down the road to fiscal ruin with record-setting deficits and debt. Stock market is good, but at the expense of the deficit. The stock market, unfortunately, is not the economy. Wages, wage disparity, benefits, crime, suicides, and poverty are a much better reflection of the total economy. Trial is a sham, but maybe we can find four Republicans with a conscience and will take their oaths seriously. John Bolton may just clear this whole thing up when his book is released. Mike Bloomberg says he will spend whatever is necessary to defeat Donald Trump and rid us of all senators that don't impeach the president. Amen. Nice letter. Fabulous. Thank you. Except the hypocritical co-host part, or host <laughs> part. No, I'm just kidding. I guess we are. But, well, I mean, uh, Thomas entitled his opinion, yeah. and no one has said the Bidens are guilty of anything. I think they should testify. Well, you testi- always do. I said they should testify. Well, you said they have to debunk themselves. Well, they they keep referring to the debunked charges. I don't. There was no trial, as Tom points out. They weren't found guilty of anything. They weren't put on any trial. They didn't testify anywhere. They said they're innocent. They don't have and to Trump debunk. says he He's innocent. So if you're going to let them off the hook, you've got to let Trump off the hook, too. They don't have to debunk. They're innocent. They're not even accused. They're, it's, they're only talked about. There was word going around that they were oh. trying to work a deal <laughs> in go. Washington to trade testimony from Hunter Biden in return for testimony from John Bolton. And okay. now the senators have dis- have disputed that, but, I mean, that was the word well, going of around. Of they've disputed that. Right. All right. And then our friend E.B. says, so much desperate lo- loophole searching from conservatives to let Trump off the hook in the impeachment hearing. So much B.S. about what he did doesn't rise to an impeachable level. Well, you know who said hiding evidence from Congress is an impeachable offense? Brett Kavanaugh. That's right. The sexual predator that conservatives just love and work to get on the Supreme Court once wrote that the kind of thing dear leader did is impeachable. So what will you conservatives do now? One of your golden boys has something on his record that goes against what you want for your other golden boy. Heads will probably explode, but let me guess, that was just the one time in his entire career that Kavanaugh was wrong. That'll be the excuse, I bet. After all, there always is one when it comes to Trump, and it's always pathetic. (laughs) E.B., you really need to see someone for your Trump derangement syndrome. Honest, I, you know, I, I understand your point. Brett Kavanaugh is um, probably correct. There's a difference between hiding something from Congress, which would be if the courts ordered the president to turn it over and said, your position is incorrect, you must turn over these documents, you must allow these people to testify. If that happened and he's still stonewalled, as Richard Nixon attempted to do, then he should be impeached and convicted. But he has every right to say, I'm not turning these over, take me to court. He has every right. And Barack Obama would have that same right. Bill Clinton would have that same right. Mm -hmm. And it's not Republican or Democrat. And in EB, you need to realize that, that we aren't just going to railroad him out of office because you don't like him. I'm sorry, but we're not going to do it. Okay. What's next? Oh, uh, yell text. the text. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You forget. All right. Yes. Hold on. One of our texters says. Hold on. 
One of our oh, texters says, go. I could read it. Mark, you're still peddling the quid pro quo lie. Read the transcript of the phone call. Nothing happened. Right, it's not a phone call transcript. It's just highlights that the president decided to release. He only highlighted the parts that benefit him. But the phone call isn't the most of it. If you listened yesterday, which was fascinating to hear it all laid out with Giuliani's part and, and Sutherland's testimony and uh, just just the whole thing, the spying on the ambassador, it was so obvious that they, they had this idea that they, they just wanted the Biden investigation and anybody who even remotely stood in the way was either let go, fired, pulled back or pulled off the case or just not kept in the loop. But but again, I say this, and this will be the last time today, I promise. Oh, you you won't keep that It's promise. not impeachable. <laughs> it's just really, really, Listen, really poor judgment. Every ambassador and, and all the cabinet members serve at the pleasure of the president. Well, he doesn't yeah, have not. to have a reason right. to get rid of them. That's right. And they can do dirty politics anytime they want to. Dirty politics I mean, is normal. If the guy normal. sneezes in the room and I don't like his sneeze, I can fire him if I'm the president. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, it doesn't have anything to do with letting uh, Ambassador Yanoski go. It has everything to do with spying on her and making sure that as soon as she called out the Biden investigation as something that, you know, shouldn't happen or, they, you know, they shouldn't pursue that policy, that she was yanked out of there faster than you can say, Dale, you're on the line. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I wanted to bounce back on where the guy commented on Reagan and Trump, how stimulated they are. Well, that massive spending federal budget, the Republican Democrats wanted to sign it before it was even done printed up because it was so big. So the whole thing here is this show is being put on because they need to spend that money. So what are they going to do? They're going to bring everybody in, all the lawyers, and using subbing out all these contracts for investigations and all to enrich the Bar Association. That's how Reagan did it. He enriched the Bar Association. That's why the media says he's the best president of all time. The same thing is going to go down with Trump. Five or ten years down the road, they're going to say he's the best president of all time. It's all about, you know, that massive spending bill, you got to realize, they, they can't spend it, so they have to put a, they're playing badminton on, on the American taxpayers' court. So instead of giving them bats to, like, to finish the game, they're going to keep playing badminton, and everybody's going to beg to stop the game. But they're not going to stop it. So, you know, like, that, that, that massive spending bill is going to, they're billing us majorly, majorly. But, I mean, you know, the common voter, I mean, they, they can't grasp that. I think there's something wrong with it. I mean, do you see any other way but... You, you don't think they're enriching the Bar Association by the investigation? <laughs> no, no, so, I'm sorry, Dale. I don't believe the Bar Association is the root of all evil. So no one. So you're telling me all those uh, characters are all in this court and all that. They're not getting enriched. They're not filling the taxpayers' money out of that big federal budget. That I, I still uh, can't get past them all playing badminton. <laughs> I'm having trouble with that. Well, they're playing badminton because the game c continues to go. If you give them bats, it's going to end. So I'm just telling you, they're they're going to keep throwing them. The, the media is all involved in. I mean, it's just obvious. But I mean, that's well, the whole reason why they say you, what you said implies that the media is controlled by the bar association, and I have no evidence to support no, that. No, no, they're all in cahoots. I mean, the very, very top of the pyramid is the IMF, I mean, the, the International Monetary Fund, IMC. Then you got the bar association. Then you got the media. Trust me, all those guys asking those uh, softball questions to Trump, they are all, <laughs> they're part, 
they're, they're chosen to come ask these softball questions. I mean, if you Trump, you think the sky's going to be blue tomorrow? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. Look at the, look at the softball question. I mean. There's just no one common sense. You got so many sports metaphors in here, Dale. I'm having <laughs> trouble a, following you. He is illustrative, if nothing yes. else. Thank you so much, Dale. Really yeah, appreciate your call. the call. Yep, I, I'm not certain that. I get exactly. I don't share your concern, but you know, you're well, entitled to your opinion. You're a grumpy old man. This is I what am happens. A grumpy old man. Ron, you're on the mark. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the time to comment. Um, I wanted to comment about uh, the impeachment and Trump's status as a president. Um, I think that the business of the people is not impeachment. And the sooner that we get out of this trial, I agree that it's good for lawyers, maybe, and that's about it, but terrible for the Democrats because we're just not handling the business of the people. Um, this is a stage for political grandstanding because um, that's just what it seems like. Um, in terms of his legacy, I think I agree that, you know, no matter how much some of us may not like his personality and temperament, there's just no question that Trump has been better than America than any other president for a long time. When you look at the level of unemployment, you know, when you look at prosperity for people, um, retirement savings, I think that um, he's been terrific, and I believe he'll get elected because of that. Um, but at least he's about the business of the people. This stuff about impeachment is not. And finally, we talked about Democrats, and I, I have an open mind. I watched the debate. But to watch the sparring that you have to spend $36 trillion, and this is from Warren and Sanders and Biden, $36 trillion to fix education and health care means that every American would have to spend $110,000 each, every man, woman, and child, in taxes to fund that. There's only 330 million people living in America. That scares me. I think that this Democratic pedestal, um, their podium, is the best re-election tool for Trump that you could have with those type of economics. Thanks. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, those numbers are just so outrageous that it defies imagination almost. And yet, if that's what we've come to in this country, that the only way to get elected is to promise people that they don't have to do anything in return for everything, we are in big trouble. Agreed. And if you look at other countries where you're so dependent on the government for your education, your health care, and everything else, your model of living, it's called socialism. And that's just not America. You're right. I agree with the president when he says America will never be a socialist country, although I know we have socialist aspects like Social Security and some of our programs. And PennDOT. PennDOT is not socialist. Well, yeah, it is. We all pay into a mutual fund, then we get to use the road. What do you call that? Well, I call that transportation. That's what I call it. It's a quid pro quo. You pay in, we get paved. So you don't want the roads paved? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and it's true. Um, we all pay our taxes, or at least should, so that the roads can stay paved and the water pipes still work. But let me ask you, if you want to pay another $110,000 for free education for each person, that, that will destroy the roads and the pipes. Trust me, no one can afford it. So I agree. Joe should pay that amount. He's got it. <laughs> I do not have to. I don't have it. And maybe you don't either, Ron. Thank you so much for your remarks. Really appreciate them. Thanks for Calling calling in. in. Appreciate that. 1-800-795-9565 will be the open line during 9 a.m. This is WDKOK Sunbury.
News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is here. And he is not grumpy. He's not old. He's not fat. So you don't fit into that meme at all. So Well, I'm bald. No, nope. you're not balding. What was that um, What was that word, that euphemism for poor, uh, under-resourced? Mm-hmm. I'm under-follicled. Mm. <laughs> we have plenty of follicles. They're just empty. Well, okay. I'm, I'm uh, fertile follicles. <laughs> <laughs> you have infertile follicles. Right. And non-productive follicles. All right. So, hey, On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. They're located at two places, one on 4th Street, so uh, right between uh, Lincoln and uh, Jefferson. You can save a few Washingtons. And on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, Runyon Road, I believe, is the intersecting road at the Kia dealership there. Well, you can do better than that. You can save Benjamins. Benjamins. There you go. So uh, they would just love to make a deal with you. Let's make a deal, they would say say, and that's because they sell tons of brand new Fords already picked out and with uh, popular selections, Hyundais, Kias, and Lincolns, or if uh, they don't have on the lot what you want by way of a new car, they can order up a new one, or you could even do it yourself online at sunburymotors.com. Build a Ford, build a Hyundai, build a Kia, build a Lincoln to your precise specifications, then you can go down there and pick it up at your leisure, so you can do that. Or if it's a pre-owned vehicle, tons of pre-owned vehicles, it's a pre-owned F-150 that if I were going to get an F-150, that's probably where I'd go. You get tremendous savings off the new sticker price, and you get an opportunity to get a low-mile, almost brand-new vehicle that's in perfect condition. And I'll tell you what, they would just love to hook you up. But if it's any one of the Hyundais, Kias, or Lincolns, they got some nice Chevy trucks that are a little bit older there, and uh, even a perfect Oldsmobile. How about that? So you know they got fabulous garage-kept cars with low mileage, and the Carfax is available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Why do I tell you all this? Because they can make you happy at the Sunbury Motor Company when it comes to your vehicular needs. There just can't be an unmet need on vehicles they can't take care of at the Sunbury Motor Company. So we are very glad uh, that they are able to uh, take good care of you there. And they're our sponsor of the On the Mark Show. Uh, Our toll-free line is open. Uh, We have all four lines open. We haven't had a lot of calls today. We have had a few good calls, but we'll take more comers. Uh, What's your view about impeachment? I think the Democrats laid out a very cogent argument, a very uh, interesting outline. The call is just the least of it. It's all the swirling conspiracy that was around it that uh, we're finding out about, or that we already knew about, but they're outlining uh, swirling specifically. Swirling conspiracy. It well, it's obvious like a, that everybody that was involved in sounds this... Sounds like a cheap dime novel. Everybody but the ambassador was involved <laughs> in this, so, of course, she declined to get involved, and now you know what happened to her. But in any event, uh, that's what the Democrats did. Republicans even had a little news conference afterward, and basically uh, popped holes in all of the Democratic remarks earlier in the day. And so that's where we stand now. Is it impeachable is the question. It's obvious the president was involved in a quid pro quo. That is 100% clear. What's 100% unclear is whether that rises to the level of impeachment. Did that really constitute a failed attempt to 
affect the outcome of the election or just give him one tiny piece of dirt that he could use against Joe Biden, who may or may not even be the nominee. Uh, Mike Bloomberg would just love to be the nominee, and so would Elizabeth Warren. You know, you talk about how accurate the Democrats have been. I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Adam Schiff is under a lot of pressure right now because he misidentified and proceeded to act on this misidentification, President Zelensky with the head of Burisma, who has a name oh. Zelotsky or something very okay. similar to that. So he mixed up the And name. so he's, t- he's making all this stuff like the president, uh, or no, what's his name, uh, the guy who uh, was working with Rudy Giuliani. Um, oh, uh, I would not be able to think Lavert or whatever his okay. name was. That he, w- he sent an email that uh, Schiff has been saying was uh, re- relative to the president, Zelensky, but it wasn't. It was about the head of Burisma. Okay, so and all the, and, you know, he's been, those names. He's been making it sound like this was a sneaky, nefarious deal trying to put more pressure on Zelensky, and he wasn't, the, the email wasn't even talking about Zelensky. All right. Joe's 100% right, so we'll take your reaction to it. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. That toll-free line is open. Call us now. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines. The regional multi-county agency, CEDACOG, has a new leader. CEDACOG is out with a news release today saying they've hired John Brown as their new executive director. From Northampton County was the Northampton County Executive, also founder of a private leadership firm there. The Council of Government says Brown will place Bill Siegel, who will retire March 13th after nearly 40 years with a seat of COG. Should Northampton County do a countywide reassessment of all properties? That question is being discussed among Northampton County officials. Right now, as we hear from Matt Catrillo, they say there's no plans to do a reassessment. County Real Estate Director Brenda Shaw and Chief Assessor Tiffany Caseman tell us the thought of reassessment is just a projected what-if question right now. They say the county currently doesn't have the budget to cover such a project, which could cost about $3 million. That price would cover reassessing over 49,000 parcels in the county and might take two to three years. Northumberland County hasn't had a tax reassessment since 1972. It's one of six counties with the oldest tax assessment. Those six counties also include Snyder County, which hasn't reassessed since 1974. Shaw and Caseman say reassessment would have to be done by a separate company and the county would need more staff and better databases, which are factors in the base price. They say the need for reassessment is typically based on court mandates. However, the county cannot make a profit from a reassessment only by, quote, leveling the playing field when it comes to property values. Commissioner Chairman Sam Shikitano says the county is still gathering information and wants to continue listening to its residents. He says the choice for reassessment should be the people's decision, not the county's. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. President Donald Trump has broken his own record. He set a presidential record for activity on his favorite social media platform yesterday. He's tweeting and retweeting at length about the Senate impeachment trial, the Democrats who want to replace him, and much, much more. Uh, By 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday, Trump had barreled through his previous record of 123 Twitter postings in a day that he set a little over a month ago. That's according to FactBase.com, a service that compiles and analyzes data on the president. 
president. See, the I wonder if they existed before President Trump. The vast I ma- doubt it. <laughs> the vast majority of his postings Wednesday were retweets of messages from supporters haranguing Democrats over the impeachment trial. Yeah, we don't know how many he had by close of business yesterday. It was up to 140 some by sunset, but they, of course there's still a couple hours left in the day. And finally, in Salt Lake City, unrelated to the impeachment, a judge refused to overturn part of a Utah lewdness law yesterday. Uh, This is considered a blow to a woman who's fighting criminal charges after her stepchildren saw her topless in her own home. Uh, Judge Kara Pettit sided with prosecutors who argued that lewdness is commonly understood to include simply a woman's breasts. Uh, The Salt Lake City Tribune reported that the judge writes in her opinion that they shouldn't second-guess what lawmakers have decided is lewd conduct in Utah. It wasn't immediately clear whether Tilly Buchanan would appeal the ruling. If she does not, her misdemeanor charges would move toward trial. If convicted, she could face more jail time and be forced to register as a sex offender for 10 years. Because her stepchildren saw her topless in her home, and that's considered lewd. Well, the, 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 the somebody must have called authorities. Not quite sure. The story doesn't say how the authorities what, found what out. What state is this? Us, Utah. Now that's not surprising in right. Utah, right? So, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, are we human here? I mean, if a woman appears topless in her own home, stepchildren see it. What in what way are they harmed from this? Well, I don't know, but suppose you you know someone inadvertently opens a bathroom door you forgot to lock. Are you going to face a charge if you're standing in there nude? <laughs> no, I think she did it deliberately. I don't think I think it's, she deliberately exposed herself to her children, or I, her stepchildren. Not exposed herself. Uh, she apparently appears, uh, walks around topless at some point in her life, and it wasn't an accident. And uh, she doesn't care if her stepchildren see that. Well, at some point, you know, when the children are little, if she's breastfeeding them, they see that her breasts. This, they're not hers, so they're <laughs> stepchildren, so they're not breastfeeding her, most likely, or also, from her. We should go back and file charges against every wet nurse. <laughs> I, I just think if if you're going into Listen, someone's home and here. you say a woman topless in front of children is a crime, I think you're overstepping your authority here. Couldn't agree with you more. There's a lot more particulars we could know about, but in any event, uh, and in your own home, behind closed doors is a... Uh, well, I mean, there's, there, there are thing. limits to things you can do to children behind closed doors. Well, and it's but no <laughs> harm to children to see breasts. I mean, w- think of art and TV and everything else in the world where they'll see a woman's breasts or uh, online, certainly. Right, at, just in enter home. into Google breasts and see what you get. <laughs> <laughs> you take the call while I do that, Joe. <laughs> okay. uh, Joe, thank you so much for calling the On the Mark program. You are on the mark. Hey. Uh Good morning. Uh, I just want to make an observation, I guess, that uh, some what Mark had said uh, earlier about how he liked how the presentation was going by the the House committee member or the team there. House managers. You know, that he thought it was good and, you know, they were making their point clear and they put it all together like, a, uh, like an order for people to understand now. And I, I think that's exactly what the Democrats have been wanting to do since Donald Trump uh, has been running for president, is have that in the news. They have the perfect platform now to talk more about the bad things, I'll say it that way, the bad things that Trump has done, right? And, and Mark, I mean, I, I'm just listening to you. I don't really talk to many other people about it, but you like what's going on 
in the Senate right now. I mean, and no, I'm not no, saying no, it's bad. Joe, I, I think it's their opportunity. But Joe. I think they've accomplished what <laughs> they, they wanted to me. do, and this is part of the ongoing program against Trump. Not not that I really think it's an impeachable event that happened. Any other things, you know, just in the last administration had taken place and nothing was uh, mentioned about impeachment. Well, first of all, I don't like what's going on. I think it's a colossal waste of time. It's strictly a political... Oh, that part, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> because I, I don't think that it, it's really should have went this far, but it's the Democrats' opportunity, and this is what they want, because, I mean, how much interest would you have of the regular goings-on of the, uh, <laughs> the workings of our government? Usually that's not big news. So this is like a circular... Uh, relationship with the media where the media has never been I'll, I'll say the the 24/7 news media like CNN or Fox or MSNBC their 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 value has gone way up I don't think you would see that many people you know having those types of jobs sitting around and talking about politics if Trump wasn't so controversial or if they didn't make him so controversial. Well, but I, I think it is a waste of time, and I think it's dangerous to the Constitution myself. You'd think the Democrats would want to stand down because uh, it's taking a lot of time away from the Democratic candidates. They could be making big news. Iowa's, what, a week or so away? Oh, yeah. And so right. that, that there's an interesting question, because is it the establishment that wants Joe Biden in there, and they'll sacrifice the other candidates that aren't going to win to keep Bernie Sanders right where he's at? I mean, I, 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 if I was Donald Trump and I'm, you know, I'm going to vote, I would, uh, if I was Donald Trump, I'd fear Bernie Sanders a lot more than Joe Biden. Joe Biden does not look like a, a good candidate just on his appearance of, you know, the way he can talk and speak. And that, that, that doesn't give you confidence that he, he has it all together, so to speak. <laughs> good you know, point, I, good I've point. Seen some of Stuff, and I've watched some of the debates. I didn't get to see the last debate, but uh, I, I usually watch him. And, you know, just the things that he says and does, and even what he's running on and his flip-flop. And I know a lot of established uh, or, you know, young Democrats don't like the idea of a Joe Biden-type candidate. You know, they're, they're more for Bernie. And if you, you know, mobilize that segment of uh, your base to vote, you're doing pretty good. So I, I think Bernie Sanders is the best opponent for the Democrats. Not not that he would win, because I think when it came down to it, people would realize his socialist values, and you know that would be contrary to uh, the United States Constitution. But I know my time's getting short. But secondly, I just wanted to say, because of the danger to the Constitution, what do you think it would look like if the Democrats held a majority in the Senate right now? I think they Donald Trump you know, would be I mean, toast. That's happened before, where you have a House and Senate. Right. Yeah, Donald Trump would be out of He'd here. He'd be toast. Mm-hmm. Right, and just think if that happened the other way, which if I hope that uh, people or our elected officials down the road don't seek revenge for this, because it would be, so, you see how easy, and the Federalist Papers did uh, recognize, you know, and made it, made it evident that they don't want a president ousted just on a majority vote. That that was made clear. Well, there are a lot back. of other things in in the Federalist that clear up or you know bring to light more than just the few sentences in the in the Constitution about impeachment. What they were thinking at the time, which is good, but don't forget the 
fact that how easy it would be for a majority on both sides just to say you're out. Joe, if you so, go back, if you go back to the Clinton Clinton impeachment, you would find that some Republicans voted against impeaching him or against convicting I, him, and I, so there are the Republicans. The, the Democrats didn't drag anybody. They didn't convince Joe, any Joe, Republicans. Joe, As a matter of fact, they lost one. All right, you Joe, know, listen. Well, Joe think, on the phone, listen up here. I think the Republicans were fair in that. They looked at the evidence. They saw that Bill Clinton did commit a crime, the crimes he was accused of, and they said yes, but, you know, it wasn't like he was selling secrets to the Russians, so we're not going to vote to convict him on this, even though he did the wrong thing. Just as President Trump did the wrong thing in trying to get Zelensky to announce an investigation that he had no inclination to announce. Yeah, and even it's the if, wrong thing, but it's not an impeachable offense. I don't guarantee that the president would be toasted. Unless there was a wide margin of Democrats in the U.S. Senate, I don't think they would oust him for this. I think some Democrats would peel away and say, you know, kicking him out of office for this is a little extreme. Well, they voted in lockstep in the House, except for, what, two, two, two congressmen? But the stakes are low. You know the president's not going to get removed from office, so you can, you can vote however you want. All right, uh, Joe, we'll give you the last word. Go ahead and wrap up. I agree in a way, Mark, that you don't know. I, I, I'm just thinking the, the attitude of the Democrats right now, if you switched it and they had a majority, he would be voted out because there's no talk of a Democrat coming over to the Republican side on the issue of, uh, of having witnesses, right? There, there is no purple state Democrat that, oh, well, maybe, you know, his vote or his election might be in trouble if he doesn't come over to the Republican side. Nobody has said that yet, right? I haven't heard that. Nope, no one has. It's all about the four Republicans who are in danger. And I realize, you know, that the issue is, do you want more information or less? So that would kind of ease the pressure on a Democrat. That's I'm pretty, not pretty good naive. indication that they aren't making an independent judgment. They're following party lines and then accusing right. Republicans of following the party <laughs> line, which is exactly I, what they're I, doing. I, I agree. All right, so, we got you, Joe. I, I mean, Thank uh, you. Of course, uh, this uh, <laughs> political discussions, they will uh, last for eternity, I got, or not eternity, but until uh, we're done with it, for sure. All right. Okay. Thank, thank you so much. Thanks, thank Joe. You. Appreciate thank your you. call. Thank take you. care. I appreciate the call. All right. We're going to take a quickie break. We have all four lines open, and uh, so we'll take a call on those. Uh, please call us immediately. Everybody's got an opinion about this, so if, give us a buzz and let us know what yours are. If you've never dialed our show before, now would be a perfect time to do so. What do you think about that? Do you agree with me? It's just a colossal waste of time. You're not 100% convinced it's impeachable, or you like Joe, you think he definitely committed an impeachable offense and should be thrown out. Give us Are you a insane? Bu- so, <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236. That's the Text Connect system uh, on which you can sign up at WKOK.com. We send you breaking national or local news via text message. Also, tornadic weather, weather warnings or closed roads, dead celebrities, you name it. Uh, that's what you get on uh, Text Connect. And so sign up. And then it's two-way communication. You can reply to us. You can use the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. 
app and send us a message via text message if you've uh, signed up for Text Connect. Mark Lawrence, bad host. Joe McGranahan, superlative co-host. Rob Center, uh, fabulouser than ever every day as our producer on the other side of the glass. This is On the Mark. It's an open day. We'll talk to all comers. We've been focusing on impeachment. we got a text uh, pending, an email pending, and a caller waiting. Uh, Fred, you are on the mark. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Uh, yeah, you guys, you said you had open lines. Uh, I just wondered what you two think, uh, the vote will, how that vote will go in the Senate when it comes to the vote. Party what lines. What do you guys think? We'll yeah. go party lines. Yeah, I'd say right. Um, well, I 54, 54 you know? to 46. What was that, Mark? I, it was Joe. I said 54 to 46. Or what? what yeah, really? that, yeah, with all the independents going for acquittal. Uh-huh. What do you think well, is more importantly? Just think, well, I think Trump will win easy, but what do you think if Trump would lose? What do you think all those Trump fanatics would do? you think that they would stand for that? Uh, no, they'd probably... I'm thinking there'd be riots, there'd be all kinds of stuff. Right, I think they would be fed he up. He has a very loyal fan base, Trump. Right. Yeah, and I, I think you they know? would be pretty fed up. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw unrest in the streets if, if they threw him out of <laughs> office. Um, yeah. And, and I think part of it is because... Uh, uh, you know, his followers aren't just followers. I mean, Elizabeth Warren has followers that agree with her policies, but President Trump has people who love him. You know, they get a warm feeling every time yeah, they think right. about That's him. What, I'm what did you say, <laughs> Joe? It was like a Mussolini following or rally? Um, well, it reminded me of Mussolini's right. speeches and rallies, yes. Yeah, some people say a Hitler rally, but Hitler rallies, everybody stood in a straight line. At Mussolini rallies, it was a chaotic crowd, and that's what you got at a Trump rally. So, yeah, they're more than just followers. They're more like, uh, um, well, I don't know. Yeah, right. They're just really... Democrats need 67 votes. They're not going to get that. I don't think. Oh, is that how many they would need? Holy smokes. Two-thirds, yep. Two-thirds, oh, okay. right? Mm -hmm. They need two-thirds. Well, yeah, they're yep. a long way from that. So, all right, Fred, thank you so much for the call. Sure. See ya. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, email. Finally, Democrats are earning their pay. Listening to Schiff. I hope my Democratic friends out there are listening too. From one in the afternoon till ten or eleven at night. I'm sure you are. Endless hour after hour repeating facts we knew. Poor Republicans. My heart goes out to you. I can't watch it. I can't listen to it either. Too much repeating of the same old new, <laughs> nothing new, boring facts. Mitch, you gave in to more hours. Why? Witnesses, we aren't stupid. It's a waste of time. They're going to take the Fifth Amendment or they're going to have office privilege of the president. Uh, what you see is a coup, and they're trying to do it through government. Maybe we should make a new office in the government, the impeachment office, because we're probably going to be using it a lot, <laughs> says one of our listeners. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, guys. Why? I was talking with a good friend I worked with for a good many years and the other night on the phone, and we had come to the conclusion, just suppose they get Trump out of office, just suppose they could do that, and just suppose the next election is won by a liberal or a progressive Democrat, what well, we decided... Yeah, God's sovereign over every election. I believe that 
God will say, okay, you guys don't like the system. You don't like success. You don't like America getting ahead. You don't appreciate what Trump's done with the military. You don't appreciate the money he put in your pocket. You don't like us having equal trade. Okay. You don't like we'll kids in cages. You, you don't you like deserve. the deficit. <laughs> You don't like the inequality that's growing. You'd, you'd rather have more debt and deficit. Go ahead. No inequality. We have more equality than ever Trump. Well, what was your point, Dan? You don't wander off. What was your yeah, point? Sorry. <laughs> My point, the point is, God will say, okay, you don't appreciate this. We'll give you the liberal or the progressive you want. They'll take your money, put more government control on you. They'll take your, gradually take your guns. This is what you wanted. This now, is what you'll get. But Dan, gonna Dan, I know many faith-filled liberals who are friends of mine. And so they're there praying that, that we get rid of Trump. And what do you think God's right. going to say to them? Hey, you're dead wrong? You know, well, people are praying on both sides of this issue, Dan, and God isn't going to come down on both sides. And you can't right. say that he's, I think he's just standing there saying, you guys sort this out, you know, and I, I wish you the best of luck. But I give you free will to make these decisions, and you're going to have to work it out on your own. I don't think he's up there saying, I'm going to smite you if you don't vote, vote for no, Donald Trump. No, it's not what I was saying, Joe. You misinterpreted it 100%. Oh, okay. Where did I, where'd I go saying, wrong? I'm saying that it's up to us. If, if we don't appreciate what we have, God will say, all right, you get, you don't want this kind of success, you, I'll let you vote whoever you want. But, Don, you missed my point. I'm saying there are other people that are praying to God that uh, this is a bad thing and that we should have a change in presidents and we should go a different direction. Well, he'll let it. He certainly will allow that, Joe. Uh, he'll certainly allow that, Joe, and it's not going to affect me greatly. I'm 75. I only have a couple years left on this earth, and I have a home in heaven. It's not going to hurt me a whole lot. It's going to hurt America. It's going to hurt the young people that are coming up. It's not going to hurt me. I, you know, it hurt. it'll hurt, but it won't hurt me much but it will hurt the younger people to realize how good i've had it i've had a blessed life not that i'm rich but i had a blessed life in this country which the youth will miss if we don't appreciate what we have you hear complaining on all the time about how bad it is under this administration, Joe, it's never been better. Well, I think people are, if they're talking about that, how bad it is, they're, they're probably talking about other aspects that the president hasn't fixed, you know, like health care or, or the deficit. Well, and even those some the, of our callers dispute the fact that the president has been involved in all this success. They believe it started under President Obama and that President Trump just inherited all this wonderful stuff. No, Joe, I, if... But that's if what some people believe. To, if it's due to President Obama, God bless him. I thank 
I'll thank Obama <laughs> if it is due to him. I don't care who gives us success and freedom and more freedom. I thank whoever did it. I, I wish President Obama would have gave us the things that he promised. But, but your original he gave us social more socialism. But your original point, Dan, was that God's up there saying, if you don't appreciate all this stuff I've made available to you by having Donald Trump as president, I'm going to take it away from you. It That's what I got out of your Donald Trump <laughs> or whoever it is, whoever's in there blessing, making this country blessed again. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's a Democrat or if it was President Obama making us great again. It doesn't matter the name. It just happened by, it just happened to be Trump that brought us back from the, from the doldrum of, of going downhill in every area. And that's why I say, if we don't appreciate it, we don't deserve it. We're, <laughs> it's that simple. Okay, right. we got you. Thank, Thank you, you right. so much. You Thanks guys for calling. Have a great one. You too. Appreciate I'm that. I'm not on Memorex. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you. At least you remember what Memorex is. Yeah. Well, That's he's good. his age. He remembers it. I remember it too. One of our emailers says, "But Dan, you have been basically telling us it's God's will that we have Trump, which means it would be God's will if Trump isn't our president. My God doesn't belong to a political party. He doesn't vote either. So that that much is clear. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. But if he influences election. Shouldn't we be charging him? Whoa. <laughs> uh, no, we welcome it. I mean, yeah, it's a that's foreign, it. That's a foreign power in, in intervening in our elections. We welcome God. If we input. pray to God to change the results of an election, are we not inviting interference in our elections from a foreign power? We got a call coming in. We got texts ready to go. We better hit the road. 1 800 795 9565 if you would like to uh, be conversant on the radio. 1 800 795 9565. Call us immediately, please. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. All four lines are open. Uh, we're talking about the impeachment. The Democrats laid out a very cogent, clear, and obvious case. I've questioned whether it's impeachable, but if you think it was, let us know. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to email us, uh, you can do as one individual has done. That's send a note to on the market WKOK.com. And let's see. Text us at 702 one of our emailers says, McConnell said yesterday upon return from the restroom, I'll tell you what, if there's a bladder contest, I'm entering Schiff. <laughs> and one of our oh, texters says, good morning. Trump doesn't know he's on trial. He tweets more than birds. He has the documentation and said he wants witnesses. I say, bring on the witnesses. Let us know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And on the topic of the deficit? says, our children will pay our national debt. No, not our children. Our great, 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 great yeah. grandchildren will be paying that debt off. Yeah, almost $30 trillion. That's not a children thing. That's a uh, generational thing. All right, one line ringing, another one ready. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Do you remember when um, Senator Reid was in charge of the Senate and he changed the rules about how a judge can be approved? Harry but it Reed? had been that you needed a two-thirds majority to approve a judge, and he changed it to a simple majority. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was been a while back, yeah. yeah about 12 yeah, years ago yeah. or something. And when he did that, 
There were quite a few people, I think including Senator McConnell, who, who said they would rue the day they did that. They would be sorry because they were doing something, creating something called precedent, changing the rules of the game, creating a new set of rules, and that this could come back to bite you in the tuchus. Do you remember that? So here we are now with the one party impeaching the president of another party, not for high crimes and misdemeanors. And I ask, what precedent does this set? Does this mean that going forward on a routine basis, if the oppositional party controls the House of Representatives, they're just going to impeach the president for whatever they can conjure up as being inappropriate in order to impede the, the politics of the country? It could happen. Yeah, if could the happen. president gets reelected, he'll get impeached again. I'm sure that's true, Mark. And I'm equal, and I'm, and I find that to be uh, totally unacceptable unless he actually commits a high crime or misdemeanor. But go past that to the next president. Should that president sit under the threat that any time the other party disagrees, if they control the House of Representatives, they're just going to proceed to impeach him? Is that or her? Is that the way we want our country to run? It didn't work that way all this time. You know, uh, what is it, three, Joe? Three presidents have been... Uh, impeached, right. Right? right. So, uh, is this None the have been convicted. we want in our country going forward? That every president, you know, feels that threat. There were many things that President Obama did that would have been, had met the, would have met the criteria for impeachment under what's being done right now. He moved $500 million to the U.N. out of the U.S. Treasury without the consent of Congress. It's Congress that's, that authorizes the spending of money, not the president. That seems to me to be an impeachable action, but the Republicans did not impeach him. He, uh, he and his Treasury Department, after they signed the Iran deal, gave a secret authorization for our country to ask as a, act as a middleman to convert Iran's cash to more spendable uh, currency on the world market without the authorization of Congress. In fact, in direct defiance of the sanctions that Congress had put on Iran, should they have impeached President Obama for that? He moved billions of dollars into a situation where he spent it funneling cash to the insurance companies to prop up Obamacare without the authorization of Congress. Should he have been impeached for that? Hmm. You know, I, I'm yeah, asking tweeted these a, questions. Uh, Whether you like who the president is and what they believe in or not, do we want to have a climate where we can expect with every presidency there will be an impeachment process? He tweeted the whistleblower's name, too. That's a violation. And I would suspect that if a president actually thought he was going to be removed from office, he would do what Nixon did, resign before it happened. I don't think we'll ever actually impeach a president in this country and then convict and them then kick him out. for the impeachment or for the, the offenses. I think the president, if he counted the numbers, he would say, I'm not going to win this. I'm going to resign before they throw me out. Oh, I see. Because I was going to say, I think if the Democrats controlled the Senate, then the President uh, Trump would indeed be in threat of being kicked out of office. But you're right, like Nixon. He, but let's, there's a big difference here. And you know what the big difference is? Nixon was found culpable by both his party and the opposing party. 
Hmm. And that's not what we're seeing happen right now. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. Love the the call. Thank you so much. Chris from Milton. Yes. He lives. Are you okay, buddy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You guys weren't... uh, I don't think anybody was really listening anymore and, uh, and to, to any argument. And I also had some work done on the house and a death in the family. Oh, I'm sorry to hear so, that. And then I got out of the habit of calling. And I've only listened occasionally, actually. Oh, shame on you. But I tuned back <laughs> in a few days ago. Oh, just in time. And you were saying still the wrong things about impeachment, like that last call. Uh, they aren't policy differences that are being discussed. And uh, you'd have to do a lot more than uh, move money around uh, for uh, particular policy reasons. I mean, Trump's already done that with the fence, with the military and the wall, and we didn't impeach him on that. This is an impeachment about trying to affect an election through illegitimate use of foreign policy, for which he justifies himself to this day and says nothing was done wrong. So how are you going to control him if you don't impeach him? He hasn't admitted anything doing wrong. He has said he'll do it again. He has done it again. Well, so, the, qu- the question that Chris he's announced his willingness to do it again. I think, Chris, so, I think you, I think you make well, a good point from the standpoint that this whole proceeding will determine whether or not the Senate considers it to be an impeachable offense. If they say no, this kind of behavior is not impeachable, I think that sets the president. He, he really did it now. Huh? But they aren't going to censor him or control him in any way. Well, They're there's no, there's no option. It. There's no option to do that, Chris. It's either convict him and throw him out on any so, of the articles but, or don't. I mean, how else are they going to... Uh, are Republicans going to do anything to stop him from doing this again? There was talk in the House about censoring him. If they had gone that route, they might have found some Republican support. Well, the Republicans can bring that up in the Senate where they control it. Too they late now. With, with, too, uh, late, Clinton, too late now, correct? Chris. Too late now. They've got to deal with what's in front it's of them. It's not too late now. They can always vote on that. They can always bring it up. But they have to... But they have done nothing except be yes-men for a bad president. And have the Democrats done more than be yes-men for Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats? Uh, actually, uh, Pelosi was holding them back from impeachment. On the other things that you were complaining that the last caller was mistaken about. Well, Pelosi said this was uh, urgent. This was urgent. This needed to be done. It was yes. urgent. And then she held on to the results for a month. coming election. And then she held on and to the you results. you always interpret that politically to mean they can't beat him without, without uh, having the impeachment. The problem is he's trying to illegitimately affect it and claims he has the right to. Well, he got caught at it, and he still claims he has the right to do it. But if That's he's acquitted, if he's acquitted, doesn't that mean that he and any future president will enjoy those rights? That's a bad president that your party is going to try to have, apparently, is going to risk having. 
that's not the Democrats having it. But that doesn't always work that way. Think back to Andrew Johnson. He was impeached for violating the Tenure of Office Act, which was later found to be unconstitutional, was repealed by the people, the Republicans, who yes, enacted it. I didn't it. say it always happens, so why are you bringing that up? Well, I'm just saying the times change and opinions change, and the fact that this is a precedent today might not mean it's a precedent tomorrow. Well, that's, that's still a precedent. The, the, the point is, the, 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 is, are you going to keep letting presidents do this? All right, well, Can let me, any president now do this about with any foreign policy matter? Let me, let me put it to you this way. When FDR ran for a third and a fourth term, it was accepted by the American people. But after he got out of office, we changed things to make it impossible for anyone to serve more than two terms. No, if the pre- let me finish. Let me finish. If the president is acquitted here and they find that this type of behavior is wrong, Congress will enact a law prohibiting it. Enact a law prohibiting it? Yes, they'll spell out in statutes that the president does not have the right to do X, Y, or Z. All right, Chris, that's you're going to have... Democrats get elected, apparently, because that's how the Republicans got elected, that they, they passed it, right? I'm just saying I think if the, if it's a bad precedent, it will be dealt with through the legislative process. Oh, so you let this president get away with it with no, no problem, but uh, any future president won't because you have faith that the country is going to go that way. Well, we let Why FDR... do something about it while you have the chance? Well, we could have blocked FDR by throwing him out of office after the third or fourth term. Nobody wanted to. Well, no, some people did want to, but they didn't win. Well, uh, 30% wanted to. All right, Chris, we're going to let you wrap up in a moment. i got to take a quickie break, so hold on, please. And uh, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. We'll have some open lines after Chris is done. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Well, what a humanitarian you are. <laughs> Look, I'm not a funeral guy. I asked Mark if he would attend my funeral. He said, I would if your wife's alive, but I wouldn't just do it for Mike, my son. <laughs> well, he doesn't come to my barbecue, so okay. I don't, I don't well, know Well, you him didn't invite well. him. He's been invited. All right, go ahead, uh, Chris, finish up. Okay, well, the, the problem is that you're, like the telegrams you, uh, the, the letters you, the emails you endorsed the last couple days at the end of the show, like the one about so what, I don't care, and so what, and the ones you were, pra- were praising yesterday, yeah, we won the election by cheating once, we'll do it again, I'm happy, so what? <laughs> is that the is that what Republicans are going to be 
Is that their position these days? How did the Republicans cheat in the last election? Oh, uh, they got Russian help, and we're glad to get it. And that that turned the tide. If it weren't for that, it would have been all and they Hillary. Also influenced uh, <laughs> the FBI to do the Comey thing. Oh, but that had nothing to do with the election. That was after the election. No, it was before it. It was in 2016. Now, thirty days before it, against FBI policy. 2016. That's when Trump was elected. Not 2018. It happened 30 days before the election, Joe. That's what I'm talking about. In 2016. Comey made his uh, reinvestigation opening statement. In 2016. In 20. In 2016, yes, and uh, months before the election. I don't recall that. I'll have to go back and look well, that you, one up. Well, you're that, that was a, that was probably more important Russian influence, actually. But I don't believe the Russians. Oh, you! I talk about Hillary's emails opening up the, a second time. Yeah. Okay, I got you now. All right. And. But in any case, the question is, what? What? How are you going to stop them? You don't care. You're you're appointing a lot of really bad judges. But it wasn't I mean, approved. Certainly, right wing ideologues on one hand, but there's a lot of bad ones mixed in there, and it's all been only a couple of them have been stopped by. Because you needed Republican votes now. But, Chris, if this were true, why isn't any of this in the impeachment proceedings today? Because that's not impeachable. The oh, impeachable yeah. stuff is trying to affect the election, which but is they, exactly what Nixon did. They started Nixon trying... fools around with Muskie to get elected. They started trying to impeach McGovern him. instead. They tried to... And then he tried to <laughs> yeah, break I'm not the make my point. to have more influence and got caught that time, and that's what he got impeached for. Chris, they tried to it's impeach... the same thing. You get away with it once, and you do it again. They tried... They announced with this, when these impeachment proceedings started that it was all about the Mueller report and Russian collusion, and yet none of it's in this. None of it. Hey, we got to go. We have another call coming in, Chris. Thanks for calling. That Glad to have you back. It, uh, that's, I didn't say... That. That should should some of that was impeachable. It's just that it, it, it didn't hit the popularity point because of manipulations. Okay, it's Thank always somebody you, else's fault. Car. Thanks, Chris. Gotcha. Take care. All right. It, uh, he's. It, it turns oh. out it's just a message. All right. There Nick says the FBI did not come out with info about Hillary 30 days before. It hurt her for sure, or did come out with information 30 days before, and it hurt her for sure. Yeah, it didn't do her any gr- good. I agree with that. No, that hurt her definitely. Uh, definitely. And two texts left. Uh, one of our texters says, "Oh my, Chris, the only election cheaters are Democrats using foreign government help." And another one says, "Let's make America." Communist. Is that what Republicans want? Yeah, Joe. Don't believe so. <laughs> I think you do. It's obvious. Hey, I'll see you Monday. <laughs> All right. Have a great extended weekend since you're, what, old, fat, grumpy, retired, bald, bald. and uh, <laughs> all those other negative things. No, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Enjoy. You typically go to the movies on the weekend. We'll look for a review on Monday. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK, Sun Mary.